0: The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. There's a portion of the fan base that doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. There's also a portion of the fan base that will say the Packers haven't done enough during Aaron Rodgers' tenure to make him better. Because that's all we heard the
1: last three years. I don't have to be a great basketball player. I don't have to be a great basketball player. I don't have to dribble the ball fast or throw the ball into the basket. I don't have to dribble the ball fast or throw the ba- ball in the basket. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chu. Then
2: assuming that any success that the Jets have is some sort of proof of that is convincing yourself of something that is not connected. I can tell myself anything I want. I'm 5'10". All I'm right. you're doing the You're doing the Greg Scalzo right now.
0: I'm 6'8".
1: Like,
2: exactly. <laughs>
1: because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Because I'm good enough, small smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at the Avenue,
3: with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Lattice. her mouth,
0: yeah. she wants to ride she's trying to hide it, I'm cool as ever, she's too excited, her
1: man look like he want to ride he ain't doing nothing, but running his mouth,
2: Ben, since you're the resident movie guy here Well, don't go too far Like, I only have a repertoire
0: of, like 1998 to, like, 2008
2: What is the movie where everybody's, like, going It's happening! It's happening! It's happening! Oh, well,
0: I think that's actually The Office Oh, That's Michael Scott in The Fire Drill Everybody stay calm! Stay bleeping calm.
2: (laughs) I feel like that is the vibe this morning as we wake up. And I'm sure a lot of people are like you and I. I wake up, roll over, rub the sleep out of my eyes, grab my phone, check Twitter.
0: (laughs) I got the routine. (laughs) It's right. It's right to the, you know, do you have the for you and the following? I hate the for you. I go right to the following.
2: I want to catch up. No, I immediately search Rogers. <laughs>
0: oh, you go right to the search bar. Yeah,
2: because that's this is the story that we've all been following. This yeah, is the I thing guess I like, trust
0: the people that I follow will like put that news in, in my cycle. So
2: I go right to Rogers and I go right to latest and it usually auto-populates, you know, the the biggest ones. Then you got
0: to scroll through the bots and the bums that don't know what they're sure, talking about. Sure, but
2: even sometimes those are entertaining. It's <laughs> true. Know, it is nice to have your thumb on the pulse of the bots and the idiots. Um With consent, of course. So anyway, (laughs) Diana Rossini of ESPN just tweeting moments ago, and Diana Rossini is on GetUp this morning, so we are monitoring anything that she may say on that show as well. But she tweeted this morning... In the wake of extensive in-person meetings between Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets brass, including owner Woody Johnson, there is optimism in the Jets organization that they are on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Sources close to the situation tell ESPN. That's why I had the, apparently, Michael Scott, the office, it's happening, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't now, So here's the thing. I still don't know if it's happening. <laughs> like, I mean, like so this feels very like this feels as close as we have gotten to Aaron Rodgers not being a member of the Green Bay Packers in the last two decades. Yes? No?
0: Let me ask you this. Yes. I will no. say yes. Thank you. I will say yes, but we're still doing the it's not official thing. Like, can we make something official? Can we make something more tangible? Because the more I hear the words. Confident and, you know. Optimistic. Yeah, I I still am like, all right, well, I I still haven't heard from Aaron. And there's nothing official. And I think everyone is just waiting for the release of the breath of like, ah, he gone. For those who want him gone.
2: So Diana goes on to tweet. As the Jets internally are working under an optimism that this will happen, the Jets and the Packers remain engaged in conversations about compensation and contract sources said those conversations already started before the meeting. That little detail there, that the conversations about compensation started before the meeting, leads me to believe that this whole on-the-brink optimism, confident, is as close as we have been To Aaron Rodgers not being a member of the Green Bay Packers. And here is why. Just to defend these people who are in this insider space. To defend the people who are trying to break this news. Uh, I wouldn't attach myself to an Aaron Rodgers decision for a million dollars.
0: What about 10 million?
2: 10 million dollars. Everyone's got a price. That's true. I could probably buy a new reputation for 10 million (laughs) dollars. Whole new identity. Um, Because he's so mercurial He's so. I don't want to use the word flaky because that has a negative connotation, but like he could change his mind on a on a moment's notice. And so let's say that Diana Rossini goes out there this morning on Get Up as it looks like she's. Well, doing she's
0: pounding currently. her fist. I mean, she's she's into it. I like she's she's wearing the emotion of the report. Whereas what I've seen from reporting, uh, it's just like you go to the guy or the the gal on TV and they say the report like she is giving some strong emotion upon this. And I think that's where I agree when you asked me initially, like, is this the closest we've been? I say yes, because we're starting to get the nitty-gritty details. To me, the biggest thing you mentioned that I said, like, if I were her, I would have led with this. Conversations about draft compensation, contract restructuring, those conversations happened before Woody J and and the big old private PJ were coming down to town. That is Woody J and
2: the PJ. That sounds like the the name of a band.
0: Yep. Well, it's definitely not. (laughs) It's it's the name of a franchise that hasn't made the playoffs in 12 years.
2: I understand why there is not a definitive report here about the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets thing, because legally you can't even make that official until when? Next week. Well,
0: now let me ask you this.
2: And again, I would not attach myself to a report that said that they had agreed in principle because there's always a chance that Aaron Rodgers could uh, have a... I don't know uh, why
0: you're scared to use flaky. I mean, that's as flaky as it gets. We agree in principle. Nah.
2: Because he could change his mind. He could decide tomorrow, the next day, the next day, that he doesn't want to actually play football. Especially when he goes into the darkness retreat. He spends four days of intentional meditation, intentional focus. No distractions, you know? And he came out and wasn't sure. I don't know. No, I'm just saying, like, this is what we've been told. This is what all was involved. And he wasn't sure. To me, that is, like, he is really wrestling with this. So, listen. Have you ever made a big decision, and even though you've wanted to be 100% sure, you haven't been, but you've committed to something, and then the next day you, you know go, what? "I made a mistake. I don't. I, I shouldn't have done that. I made a mistake."
0: I have the perfect example for this, and, and it's exactly why, like, I agree with you. And I, I'm definitely not Aaron Rodgers, but I spent the majority of my high school career for two years talking to Brad Stevens, former Butler head coach former Boston Celtics head coach, and now president of basketball operations. There was something special about him. Like, you were able to figure that out. We talked monthly, as legally as we could, because I could call him. He could only call me a certain amount of times. I basically gave him, and, I like, I still feel kind of bad to this for, for this this day. I gave him the verbal. Like, I was like, Coach, like, as you know, like, I love Butler. Like, I, you know, we're getting there. Like, we're close. Like, I've, I really look forward to, like, working with you moving forward in my career. Now at Iowa at the time, his former boss Todd Licklighter, who was at Butler, AP Coach of the Year, he went to Iowa at the time. Butler was in the Horizon League. I don't want to bust to Youngstown State and all of that. They're in the Big East now, but that being said, I thought I could get the Butler system when I decommit or when I committed to Iowa. And so when I called Brad Stevens, I remember that's an exactly where I was moment. Court three of the gym I grew up playing at. Lights off and. He answered, hey, Ben, how you doing with a smile? Shortest conversation we had in our entire lives. Now, I did run into him last year at a Bucs-Celtics game. Kind of fun to clear the air. But that's a perfect example of going to – I went two years, right? Aaron Rodgers is going through this, like, in a sh- in a short time frame. Two
2: months, sure.
0: Yeah, but, like, two years thinking I was going to go somewhere and then – I decided to change my mind based off something that happened in Iowa, but we're not here for me. We're here for Aaron. but.
2: But it's a great example because, again, when you are making these big life decisions, you may have a moment of clarity after you have verbalized what your intentions are. And all of a sudden you have to go... My bad, I, uh...
0: Yeah, Brad, you know, I don't think he lost too much sleep because he went to the Final Four that next year. Which is Um, why
2: I feel like you are not going to see an official announcement about this trade until there is pen to paper. Until there's pen to paper and there has been, and like, all of the T's have been crossed and the I's have been dotted, I don't think you can, as an insider, as a reporter... Feel confident reporting that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, which is why I began this with. This is as close as we have been from a Packers side of things to Aaron Rodgers not being the quarterback yeah. of the Green Bay Packers. Well,
0: and he, let me take it a step further. Like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, like no bueno, right? It in and, and it took. It feels like the Jets, and from where I was. I remember going to Iowa for a second visit because, like, there was was some reason I went on a second visit. Without one of the assistant coaches uh, who unfortunately passed, Jordan Cornett, he's uh, an ESPN analyst, great guy. His brother recruited me, and he unfortunately passed. But at the time, he jammed the hood of my parents' car as we were driving away, sat me in his office, changed my mind. I don't see a scenario in which, like, Goody or Murphy or anyone of decision-making power is going to call Aaron and be like, you know what, like we don't want you to go to the Jets. Like- and
2: and now that you mention it, there is some there is some reporting out there, some evidence, if you will, that does support that idea that maybe the Packers are, go ahead, buddy, whatever you got to do. Let me pack for you. Let me open that door for exactly. you. It's a heavy door. Let me get that for you. Ashton has been efforting over the last few minutes to get the Diana Rossini sound from Get Up as she is on the show this morning. Let's hear from Diana Rossini, who is reporting this morning that we are close to a Packers- uh, trading Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets.
4: There is optimism in the New York Jets building today. It actually started before that trip to the West Coast to meet Aaron Rodgers in person. This was all driven by owner Woody Johnson. He wanted to get in front of the quarterback, get to know him a little bit, and talk about what it could be, what it could look like, and what they could achieve with Aaron Rodgers under center in New York with this Jets roster. So they went in there thinking they could get him, and they came home believing they are poised to get him, and they feel like they can get this done. Now, look, this is Aaron Rodgers. He takes his time. He thinks things through. He likes to think outside the box. He could wake up today and say he doesn't want to play football anymore. He could retire. But in terms of the Jets' side of this, the New York Jets feel good that Aaron Rodgers could be their quarterback this season. So you understand
2: again the the hedging that is going on from the reporting side of things Feel because good. again could optimistic all of that stuff because again while the jets do feel very optimistic according to this report from diana rossini you never know what aaron Rodgers could do over the next 24 hours 48 hours all the way up until when you can actually put pen to paper on this thing her report on twitter says and so now we wait to see if the jets can close a deal to bring the future hall of famer from green bay back to new york this surprise you Did you think that we were this far down the road, Ben? Did you think that we were this far down the road where they felt optimistic? Now, again, you can make the argument. Yeah, you don't charter a plane to go across the country to meet a guy unless you feel pretty good about your chances of landing him. You could make that argument. But the fact that their optimism increased when they left, didn't stay the same, didn't maintain, it increased after leaving, that they feel more confident after leaving their meeting with Aaron Rodgers in California than they did when they were going out to California. So
0: so this all started Tuesday, right? And I think Tuesday during Scalzo and Brust from 4 to 6, I was still kind of like, okay, we're tracking some flight awares. Like, there's some stuff going on, right? Yesterday morning with you, we're diving deeper. And then throughout the day, before I headed into Scalzo and Brust, that was the first time that I was like, you know, maybe – I need to get rid of the mindset of we've done this three years and he's gone back to the Packers because this is starting to feel a little bit more tangible. And we're going to be joined by Jason Willie next, but he, he was talking with Homer on their program, Willie and Tausch, and he said, you know, at this point, I'm at an 85% chance he's a Jet. That's strong. And when we asked Tausch about that, he's like, I'm not 85, but I'm close to that. And I always call Tausch Johnny Hedge. And if Johnny Hedge is going above 50% for Aaron to be a Jet – there is more significant tangible things pointing us to this being real and i'm 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 on that path now
2: this is the closest that we have ever been to Aaron Rodgers not being the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers in 2023. Do you agree? 800-990-3776. That, of course, is our ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. It is your way of getting in on the conversation. 800-990-3776. We've already got some texts rolling in this morning. we got to get to Jason Wildy. I'm sure he will have an interesting take on the Diana Rossini report as well. We'll get that right after this. Ready? do oh. Hut, 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 hut.
1: All Packers.
2: All the time. When you
3: look at this offense and you say, who scared opposing defenses when he was being utilized? Aaron Jones is still the top of the list. I don't care what you know Christian Watson did over a four-game stretch. Okay, most of the time.
2: All men specifically or no. all nuts?
3: Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you.
2: Mr. 85% Jason Wilde joining Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning. No Chewy, no Gabe, but Ben Brust, cousin subbing for the guys. Jason, I'm calling you Mr. 85% because Ben says you are 85% confident that Aaron Rodgers will be a member of the New York Jets. And that was before Diana Rossini went on the radio and on Twitter and on GetUp this morning and said that the Jets are confident, optimistic that they will land the future Hall of Famer. Good morning, Jason.
3: Good morning. Let's not do that, okay? The 85%? Uh, having, <laughs>
4: uh,
3: having, having watched uh, what uh, my buddy Rob Dubowski dealt with when he was wrong about the less than 5%. um. Let's if we're going to ask questions and I'm going to answer them and answer them in a way that I want to uh, inform our fans and give the best insight I can give them, uh, let's not make too big of a deal out of it and start talking about it all the time.
2: I think that this is an excellent segue because one of the things that Ben and I were just discussing, Jason, is the hesitation from anyone who's reporting on this story to commit to one side Either way, because the X Factor here is Aaron Rodgers. And Ben told a great story in the first segment of the show. If you missed it, you can find it on Wisconsin On Demand about how he was verbally committed to one program and convinced himself that that's where he was going to go. And then woke up one morning realizing that, in fact, he did not want to go to that program and made the switch and went somewhere else. And how easily that could happen with Aaron Rodgers, no matter how confident all of the insiders and reporters seem to be about an inevitable marriage.
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I, my point in giving that percentage is not, you know, my, my confidence or my reporting or anything like that. I mean, I have, I have talked to people about this, and um, the the feeling that I have gotten is that, you know, the, the folks that reported that the Packers did not want him back and, and want to move on and just think that everything has run its course and it's time for a reset. I think those people are going to be proven right, but you know, when I say that, I'm not I'm not basing it on um, someone saying he's definitely not coming back. It's based more on you know when you allow someone to go to to explore other options and explore you know having the Jets come to California and all this other stuff. Um, you you don't I. I think it's I think it's still very viable if Aaron Rodgers said, you know what, I, it just doesn't feel right, I don't want to do it. But I don't know if it's viable for the Packers to say, yeah, go talk to them, and then uh, shortly thereafter say, oh, sure, if you want to come back, we still want you. I, I, just, I think they've kind of cast their lot with him not playing there anymore, and I would love for him to decide he wants to come back to the Packers And see what happens. Because that, I think, would be fascinating.
0: I mean, I I do, too. The idea of him going through all this, the Packers granting him permission to go to the Jets, and then he's like, hey, I'm back in 1265. How how is everybody doing right now? Um, I'm here for that as well. Jason, I want to know, because it sounded like from Diana's report, that there were conversations before Woody J and the squad went to California that they were already talking about potential draft compensation Uh, or excuse me, trade compensation, do you think it's okay for the Packers to sell Aaron a little bit low and potentially not get a first-round pick if they're just getting rid of him? Is that a good strategy by them?
3: No, I think that's a terrible strategy, and I will say so if that ends up being the case. I mean, you know, here's the other thing about this. Like, you know, and, and we've talked about all the different I don't know if there are reports or things that have been said, however we view them um, about, you know, this idea that they're disgusted with them and with him and um, the, the rich Eisen thing I thought was really interesting that, you know, they were hope the Packers were basically hoping that he would not come out of his time of contemplation and say, I want to stay I want to finish my career as a Packer. I want to come back. Uh, if, if that's really if that has been really the case, I just think that's such a terrible look for the Packers. The idea that you're hoping that a pro football Hall of Famer does want to play for you anymore uh, and that the word hope would be part of any strategy. Um, but when I watch this unfold, I think it's become pretty clear that they are. This is really what Brian Gutekunst wants. I don't know if it's what Matt Lafleur wants. I don't know if it's what other people in the building want. Um, I said this yesterday or two days ago, too. I wonder how this the trickle-down effect has been because last Tuesday, Goody was in Indianapolis, and we focused so much on everything he said related to Rodgers and Love, but he did say... That he expected the restructure of David Bakhtiari's deal to be done, and here we are eight days later, and it still hasn't been and What does that tell you like is there was there a reluctance with Bakhtiari, and if he doesn't think Rogers is coming back, then he doesn't want to come back either like these are things that are little breadcrumbs that make lead to Statements like the 85%. But to your point about trade compensation, uh, I mean, how are you going to convince people, if you're the Packers, that you just didn't want to get rid of him if you get like a second and a fourth or whatever it might be? Well, and
2: Jason, that's the point that I made the other day on the radio, which was This whole idea of not wanting to be the bad guy, but if every report, every conversation, the Rich Eisen thing is that they hope he doesn't come back, isn't that cat out of the bag? You know what I'm saying? Like, if at all, this idea of we don't want to be the bad guy was was dictating or motivating or directing any of the actions here by everybody saying. They hope he goes somewhere else. They hope he retires. Just like you said, they may be giving him away for uh, the low market, for the low price, the low, low price of. Starting
0: to feel like the, the father who wants to give away, you know, the the, the child or the daughter or even what? vice versa. What? Right, like, they're just like. What are we talking about? Like my brother. Children. Here, I got you. My brother, when he got married, we all stood up and clapped because he wasn't ours anymore. <laughs> That's how I'm saying
2: it. the Packers are treating oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so thankful that someone yes. has taken him Take off him. of their hands. Got it. That's much better than what I thought you were doing, which was like dowry-type Yeah, dowry the start type was a stuff. little rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, I was just saying that it felt like the worst-kept secret in the NFL, this whole idea of, well, we don't want to be the bad guy, but everybody knows that we're trying to part ways with him. Let me ask you this, because we put this on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll yesterday. Matt LaFleur is blank about the possibility of coaching the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. The results are pretty even, 51% to 49%, nervous, excited, with nervous getting a slight edge. Where do you think that Matt LaFleur lands on this whole thing? You think he's nervous about potentially coaching the Green Bay Packers without Rodgers, or he's excited about that?
3: Yeah, I think he's probably nervous and intrigued. I don't, you know, look, I think that there are certain drawbacks to having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, and you have to deal with, you know kind of the walking on eggshells that that Matt seems to do and uh dealing with Roger second guessing you publicly which I I'm sure is not enjoyable but he's still Aaron freaking Rogers right like he he is he's won a lot of games for you and no offense to Matt because I really like him but um he's probably to this point made you look like a hell of a lot better coach than you might actually be certainly made you a better coach your first year um when you're a rookie head coach and you went 13 and three and reached the NFC title game. So I would guess, and and I have not talked to Matt. I've texted with him a little bit, but I would guess that he's apprehensive, um, but hopeful because I do think, you know, he's, he's excited to kind of, you know, see what Jordan can do and, and run the offense the way it's designed and, Probably looked at how things played out with San Francisco, and thought, "Well, if we if we do things offensively, the way we want to, even with somebody that's a little less talented or a lot less talented, I guess we'll all find out on that." Um, I think we can still be really productive, um, you know. And, and and there are certainly things about Jordan Love that they're 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 hopeful and excited about. But again, I, this I just. I just think, be careful what you wish for, man. And if you're the Packers and you're sick of Rodgers for a bunch of personal reasons, and you're wrong in your assessment about where his game is, um, I mean, they lost five in a row, including a game where he broke his thumb on the final aborted Hail Mary. Um, I I do not think he's going to suck if he goes to New York. And I think that I think they are in real danger of him going to New York and being pretty damn good and Jordan Love being meh and having some good moments and then having plenty of bad moments. I'm not wishing that on Jordan, but I keep saying this, and Jen, you know this as well as anybody because you have been a Bears fan. There was all kinds of times when Bears fans were excited about Mitch Trubisky.
2: Well, to be fair, I was never throwing. excited about Mitch Trubisky because I followed him in college and watched him throw right. fourteen touchdowns and I was like, that doesn't seem like a lot. That doesn't seem like a high number. I don't know how that would translate to the NFL.
0: And it didn't. Yep. So Jason, one thing that you that you hit me with, right? Like I don't listen to the Aubrey Marcus podcast. But the one thing that stood out to me was Aaron Rodgers talking about how there's people doubting him right now. And the most confident and the most swag that I felt from him in a long time was like that chip on the shoulder. It almost felt the way he's feeling right now feels reminiscent to the Packers drafting Jordan Love
2: or Mike McCarthy not taking him with the yeah, first what, what, pick. Yeah, whatever or the coach it may at be, uh, Purdue telling him good luck with your attempt at a college football career.
0: He's got that look in his eyes. So say he does play well wherever he ends up. Say not not at the Green Bay Packers if it's the Jets. Do Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst, like if Jordan Love in the next two years doesn't play to a certain standard, would Mark Murphy make a move before he is forced to retire by 2025?
3: Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know how far this will go down the, the road, right? I don't know how, what the ramifications will be um, if, if these guys are wrong. Uh, and I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not like rooting
0: for that. None of us My are. Point, it's just it's realistic uh, to think that Jordan Love I, may not reach the heights of what, what we've seen from a two time MVP out of the last three years.
3: Yeah, I, I would just, you know, I've said this to a few people because you know, I have everywhere I go. Anybody who knows what I do, um, the question I get asked is, "What's Aaron going to do? What's going to happen?" Um, and The thing that I do say is if they move on, you know, I look at my career and my job is to inform and educate and entertain no matter what the outcome is, whether they win the Super Bowl, whether they lose heartbreaking playoff games, which they've certainly done a lot of that during the Rogers era. If they miss the playoffs, if they stink, whatever it is, but I have gotten the cover Really, a golden age of Packers football. I didn't, I was not alive for the Lombardi years, but I've covered three Super Bowl teams, two Super Bowl championships. My first year was 1996. I hope I keep going, you know, till, you know, 2046. But what if I'd have been born 20 years earlier and had the exact same career and grown up and done the exact same thing? And I had covered the Packers from 1976 to 2003, right? I would have gotten a Super Bowl, uh, two Super Bowls, but I would have covered some really crappy teams from 76 to like 93, 94 when Favre and Wolf and Holmgren and Reggie took off. I, I, I'm not nervous about it. I'm going to do my job as well as I can, no matter how this all plays out. But the law of averages would tell me that after 30 years of almost always making the playoffs and almost always being in contention, um, there's a good chance that they could take a really bad downturn. If they're wrong about love and then they're wrong about the next guy, I mean, look at how many NFL teams are always just wandering in the wilderness trying to find a great quarterback. Um, again, Be careful what you wish for and be careful about how excited you are to kick Aaron Rodgers out the door, even though he rubs you the wrong way. He rubs me the wrong way sometimes too. And I like the guy, but I'm a little nervous about how joyful people are going to be to have quote unquote, rid themselves, whether they work in 1265 Lombardi Avenue or whether they're the fans to have rid themselves of Aaron Rodgers, because, I remember growing up on the south side of Milwaukee and I remember tuning in to three fifteen games on NBC to watch the San Diego Chargers because my home state team that I did root for as a kid and wanted to see win never were that good. They had a good offense and their defense sucked or they would lose. I mean they were eight and eight all the time. Be prepared for that and be prepared to, to defend your position. As a fan, if you're one of those folks who would say, hey, 10 years, you give me one Super Bowl title every 10 years, I will gladly live through nine losing seasons the other nine years. I can't imagine how much it would suck to live through those nine years every nine years. Uh, and I'm, I'm worried that that's the way this could go. Um, and I hope I'm wrong.
2: Jason, we got to let you go. Appreciate the insight. Appreciate the feedback. We will talk to you again soon, sir.
3: Yeah, thank you for giving me away like Ben is giving away
0: brides. And-
2: <laughs> Ben's family. Ben's family. Let's be clear. His yes, dad my was brother. so thrilled to get his brother no, out of the house. We
0: stood up and cheered when she said, I, I do, and he said, I do.
2: See you later, Jonathan. Be good. <laughs> He's Jason Wildy. You can, of course, hear him on Wildy and Tausch. 9 to noon right here on 94.5 ESPN. we got to take a break. Your reaction rolling in this morning. 800-990-3776. There is a report from Diana Rossini that the Jets are more optimistic after leaving California than they were when they went out there that they will land the future Hall of Famer. What do you think? I say this is the closest the Packer fans have ever been to Aaron Rodgers not being the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. If you take inventory of how you're feeling right now, what is it? 800-990-3776 let us know.
1: This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy. Let's come on guys, let's think about this. What could you do 50 that straight days of burgers? That was very condescending. I don't No, want to be no, clear no, that's on not. That's exactly.
2: <laughs> let's put our this heads together. I do this. Again, I have children. I know
4: condescending
2: <laughs> when I hear
4: it. I can be, it. Come on every- On
1: 945 ESPN.
4: In terms of compensation with the Green Bay Packers, I was told that the Packers weren't in in this looking for the moon and the stars, that they're being very fair about this with the Jets. But the contract, I think, is going to be the element of this, that if it were to come together, will probably be the most interesting part of this. That's Diana Rossini
2: this morning on ESPN's Get Up, talking about her report of the confidence level, the optimism that the Jets organization feels right now about landing the future Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers, to be their next quarterback this season. 800-990-3776, lots of a reaction rolling in from our loyal listeners this morning. Responding to that report, Carrie has been on hold patiently waiting, wanting to get their take in. Good morning, Carrie. You're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Jen Latta, Ben Brust, Ben holding it down for the guys.
1: Hey, how are you guys
0: doing? Doing well. Good morning.
1: Good to hear it. Hey, I have two items. Uh, number one, I think that uh, uh, Rogers is going to retire. He wants to retire as a Packer, and better off. I don't think he really wants to put a whole lot of time and effort, um, you know, starting from scratch with you know new players and some rookies on that end of the Jets and so uh, that, that's kind of my feeling. Um, more importantly, if he does leave, uh, who will be the backup for Jordan Love? No one's talking about any other backup quarterbacks, you know, for Love, what what happens if he gets hurt? Who will we have in reserve? So that's, I have my thoughts for this morning,
2: Gary, appreciate the call. It is a little bit further down the road, I think. I think like, they're just trying right now to manage the Aaron Rodgers situation, and I'm sure that there will be a number of people out there who would be serviceable backups. I was gonna
0: say, there's a ton of below average to average quarterbacks that can sit behind Jordan Love. It's
2: become very clear that the plan is for Jordan Love to be the guy again, and barring any injury, I expect that he would be the starter for the duration of the 2023 season reaction rolling in fast and furious on the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line 800-990-3776. Let's see. Let's see. Chef Ed says, I've been a staunch believer that Aaron was coming back, but now I am actually worried. Augie and Kiwaskum saying, I think it'll be a sad day. If Rogers leaves his injury and lack of experience in the offense were the issues wherever he plays, he'll be at an MVP level again. Augie and Kiwaskum just to piggyback off of what Carrie said just a moment ago, though, we have talked about the path of least resistance mm-hmm. outside of potential relationship conflict that he may have with the front office. It's Green Bay. I mean, dude, you at least know these guys and you have familiarity and a rapport and a chemistry and all of those things that we have talked about. Not not above talent. Talent rules the day, but certainly secondary, certainly peripheral importance in the NFL, in sports success, and I just can't believe that there would be this idea that going to a whole new team is going to be easier than all of the hay you've already made with the Green Bay Packers roster.
0: And I know we have a pull out on Matt LaFleur, and if he'd be nervous or excited to uh, be the head coach if Jordan Love was the quarterback, but let's not forget here, right? Like, whether you think it was Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur who had more of a, a... um, uh, a hold on how they got to two NFC Championship games, two number 1 seeds. There is that continuity of of a head coach and player that won 13 games three years in a row. Now, I know they were 8-9, but that's something that can't be discounted when thinking about coming back from a continuity standpoint. The offensive line likely will be in a better spot than it was to the start of last season. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. And to think that, right, despite the fact that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are young... Aaron Rodgers played a year with them versus going to the new team. He'd really have to be like, you know what? I'm really rejuvenated by what Woody Johnson, Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett have, have done that. I, I like, cause he's going to be the one that decides hey, if he Joe goes Douglas
2: to, was there too. Don't let's I mean, not, that I'm calling him Mr. Doug- Irrelevant at
0: this point, uh, <laughs> on that plane
2: ride, but like rock Purdy would like a word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's my nickname. Yeah. Uh, He'd have to start
0: over with Garrett Wilson, and and this uh, like again, it might be a similar system but it's still getting the system and the players on the same page.
2: It's something that Jason mentioned when we talked to him just a few moments ago here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, but the David Bakhtiari contract situation and the restructure situation is raising eyebrows around Green Bay, and it has Ryan and McGuanago weighing in on the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. Could David Bakhtiari be a part of the trade too? Ben, would it surprise you if Aaron Rodgers was able to? Listen, we talked about this yesterday. You guys gave me a hard time, but anything you want, you got it. Anything you need, you got it. Anything at all. You got it. Did
0: you listen to that song all day yesterday? No, but
2: Ashley played it for us yesterday, so it was in my head. It's a bit of an earworm. Um, Could David Bakhtiari be on his way to New York as well? If Rogers goes there, what's to stop him from saying, hey, my guy over here wants out of GB2. Would you be and look? The offensive line for the New York I, Jets needs some work. They've, they've got do. more than they, they have a good defensive interior.
0: Their offensive, their line, offensive is, line is a question mark. Which also, from a path of least resistance, right? Like, I think about the 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 Jets Packers game. That was the Packers' worst point in the season from an offensive line perspective. Does Aaron Rodgers want to go to the Jets and have to figure out how he's going to you know at, at his
2: age where he's not as mobile? They would have to devote some draft capital to the offensive line this year, the New York Jets.
0: Correct, but like with Bakhtiari, like. Are they, are they going to uh, put Bakhtiari in a situation where he's able to get to the Jets? You know, I'm mean, like, I don't, I don't know how those two are married together.
2: Ashley, what does your gut tell you? If I were to say, hmm, David Bakhtiari to the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers, yay or nay?
1: Yay. 100% yay. I think so, too. I mean, also this, and I don't know if I should play the conspiracy music or not. Know. I'm going to do it because it's a fun music bed. But, like, again, if he's going to the Jets and he has his own stipulations of... <laughs> That's exactly it, Ben. I love it. And he wants his own stipulations of, well, I want my guy still at some aspect. Maybe it's not everyone. Hey. He's, he's not putting the same thing on. Go for it. You do you, buddy. He's this still is way doing better
0: it. for Aaron Rodgers, though. This is a much better look. I want to bring David Bakhtiari because it right. used to be, hey, I want Pop Tunyon. I want Randall I want Mercedes Cobb Lewis leaving, Randall Cobb it. and Bob Tunyon. At least he's like this two, time. Two Bobby Tunyons. Did I say Bob Tunyon twice? Regardless. I mean, he still doesn't even make one good tight end. The
2: point oh, wow. We're just taking out Bobby Tunyon. I'm just taking out the guys that Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, if I come. still not a good tight end. If I come, you get these guys. At least it's Bakhtiari. Uh, Lots of reaction rolling in. Unnamed in the 6 8 saying, it's not the pre-Farve-Rodgers era anymore. 14 teams make the playoffs versus eight. I don't see the same drought of the post-Lombardi star era. Talk like that is hyperbolic. It is an interesting point. He goes on to say, even the Bears made it to a Super Bowl and an NFC title game in their merry-go-round quarterback era. Two more teams are added to the playoffs since Plus, good starting quarterbacks move more today than in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 00s. Feel the love, people. So, unnamed in the 608 is pro-love. And to be honest with you, we have heard a lot of sentiments over the last few weeks that, in fact... People are ready to turn the page, but look at how that
0: look at how the mindset changed. Right? They're justifying going from the playoffs to eight to fourteen teams, and talking about how the Bears in their merry-go-round made the playoffs, and and they did make one where they were like eight and eight before it was the uh, seventeen game season. But what happened to like winning Super Bowls? Right? Like Aaron Rodgers has got a number one seed. They've 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 been to an NFC Championship game in twenty twenty. Number one seed in twenty twenty one. Now, I know that they didn't have success beyond that, but, like, is that –
2: but this is all about I managing know. expectations, know, Ben. You again. Let's go back to your basketball analogy for just a moment. Were you the same player you were in year three that you were in year one? No, you were a scared, pimply-faced freshman, probably. Hey. Although you do have very good skin, so maybe you never went through an acne phase. The point is, there's a huge transition and jump from playing high school basketball, even at the AAU level, to playing Division One basketball with the Wisconsin Badgers. Right? Why wouldn't we extend that I same have learning? C- you didn't
0: have to back off of that one.
2: <laughs> Why wouldn't we extend? The same learning curve to Jordan Love, who is going to go from a handful of snaps at the NFL we level. We can,
0: but the same people that have been complaining about how Aaron Rodgers hasn't had enough weapons are now the same people that are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers and have Jordan Love at quarterback. As
2: long as they've managed their expectations, that's my point. They He's still not need to surround him with somewhat of a an team to, to
0: get to the 14-team playoff, and that's what I worry about because all the people are like, yeah, they didn't. Goody didn't like he drafted wrong. He could have, he should have got a wide receiver and say so he got a quarterback, or they did Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt last year coming off of another number one seed. So it's like you can't have it both ways, right? You can believe that Jordan Love can get you to a 14 team playoff, but you also got to believe that Goody can surround Jordan Love with enough help to get him there as he's learning and growing. But again,
2: if you believe that this, what is happening right now, has always been a part of the Goody plan, other than Rodgers Rodgers winning the back-to-back MVPs, right? Because they were were thinking that there was going to be a steady decline, and instead there was an ascension, an ascension, right? But then you had the season last year, which again, I want to be very clear, I still stand in the camp of last year's performance from Aaron Rodgers was less about him regressing and more about having a broken frickin' thumb. That's where I stand. I stand on broken thumb, where I think he erred was not sitting, letting the thumb heal, letting Jordan Love get in there, get some snaps. Because again, I think this ego took over, and his thought was, "I'm if better." He plays that could be expedited
0: thumb. out of here quicker. No, too no, I think
2: it was. I'm, I'm better with a broken thumb than Jordan is healthy, which no, is an ego.
0: I thing. agree, but also if Jordan Love plays well, it's even more incentive for them to kick him out. And if he play, and if Jordan Love plays bad, then the Packers are like. All right, well, Aaron, we'll do anything to keep you now.
2: But to my point, if Goody always thought that this was the year that Jordan Love would step in just because the timetable and the clock was already ticking on Jordan Love, fifth-year option and whatnot Mm -hmm. out there looming— then he has a plan to put talent around him. He has a plan. And you can't sneeze at the two rookie wide receivers last year who got all of those reps with Aaron Rodgers and who will, again, theoretically be better next year than they were this year just because they've had the experience in the league. we got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We went a little long there. Have you guys tried Celsius energy drink yet? What do I got here, yes. Ben? What do I got sitting right here next to me? Beach vibe. Getting me through my morning. If you haven't tried Celsius energy drink, let me tell you, it's the clean energy drink that you need, that I need to stay active and energized all day long. How else do I spend the entire day scrolling through my social media feeds and refreshing and refreshing to see if there's any news about the quarterback? Well, the Celsius definitely helps. 15 different flavors to choose from. Arctic Vibe, Fuji Apple Pear. You already mentioned my favorite, the Peach Vibe. It is so good, and I do drink a Peach Vibe before college football coverage each and every Saturday during the college football season. It's what keeps me going throughout the day. You can find Celsius at your local Pick and Save stores or Online at Amazon.com. Celsius energy drink. Celsius energy drink. Live fit. Chewy. So you mentioned Super Bowls and parties and how they don't go hand in hand, which, again, is an absurd <laughs> comment by YouTube, but it's Wait. just one of many on the show.
0: Dumber thing that Chewy has said this morning. Super Bowls and parties don't go hand in hand, or cheddar is not a top 10 cheese.
1: On 94.5 ESPN.
2: Wearing what's on my what's on my sweatshirt
0: today? It's back-to-back days. Go
2: go go, Marquette! Go 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 go! Oh, you're gonna vomit! Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Wait a minute, Ashley! What's that hat you're wearing today? Did you guys do this on go, purpose? Go I, I, you're go!
1: You're you're Jen's go, little go. puppet. No, if we're gonna be okay. If we're probably, if we're going to be honest, I wore this hat not even thinking about the fact that you were hosting today. Mm-hmm. That's what she told you to say because you do whatever she wants.
2: That's not true. Marquette taking on St. John's today. And I did say this last week, guys, right? Or maybe it was the beginning of this week. It's hard to keep track. I did not want Marquette to play St. John's.
0: Yeah. Um, they, they've given, like, they've scored a bunch against Marquette. Like, they're capable.
2: Right. I mean, senior day at Pfizer w- Form, you remember how that game went. Yeah.
0: And what I will say as well, though, is I, I think that's overrated. If your team's good and happens to lose a tough game in the the tournament uh, of your conference, like it's so refreshing to get in that tournament and play somebody who doesn't know you, and that's like something Marquette will thrive on cuz they get deflections, they score a lot. There'll be a tough matchup for some teams.
2: Well, do you, I mean, so my issue was, of course, they had the option of playing whoever won yesterday's game between St. John's and Butler. Oh, that's a lot of Butler talk on the show this morning, Whoa. by the way. Um, and St. John's won. Mm-hmm. But St. John's and Marquette had that two-point game, like I was mentioning, on senior day. And they're a tough team. I was looking at the shot um, sheet, I guess. What do you guys call it? Um, sh- like shot selection, makes yeah. and misses and whatnot. A lot of inside buckets. For St. John's, and so Marquette's going to really have to make sure that their interior defense is strong today when they take on St. John's. And I don't want them to be an early exit. Like everything they've been doing has been, as we mentioned, you know, Rodgers ascending, right? You've Nothing could momentum. have been better for
0: me than having basketball during the Badgers Ohio State game yesterday. Let me just say that. Oh, you
2: played basketball? I played while in the my men's league on. while
0: that game was going on. And how did
2: you, how did it go? How are comparable?
0: Uh, my my men's league went great. Uh, I, I'm not going to do the the personal brag here. You
1: should because you want to, but you're afraid to. You'll I mean, I was it. efficient, so I will.
0: 53 on 9 of 15 from 3. 19 rebounds, 10 assists. I outscored oh the my Badgers God, 53%. myself. 53%. No, 53 points.
2: 53 points? Dude, you scored 53 Jen, points. Jen, these in games a game? are
0: so long. In a game. Four 12 minute quarters.
2: A game.
0: Yeah. That's outrageous. Cool. Starting to get the groove back. Been working out, doing my doing cool. my basketball Saturday mornings, Wednesdays. Cool. I can't believe you didn't start
2: the show with. You scored 53 points in a basketball cool. game. Cool.
0: No big deal.
1: Are you using our cool against me? I wasn't going to. And then I was like, you know what? Josh would be proud of me. And so would Scalzi. So,
2: <laughs> so excited to watch Marquette today in the Big East Tournament. Really hoping. Go Marquette! Now... I was trying to sound like you. I have been very kind to you for the first hour <laughs> yeah. of the
0: show. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I'm ready. Last, Why? Yesterday, in the world you were very, very you quick to turn on me. The
2: bear. Ah,
0: because it's fun.
2: We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We, we roll on right after yeah, this. Oh,
4: my cat. I'm kind of a big deal.